Hello, 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 beautiful souls. Mm, I'm so excited to have you here again on another episode of Spirituality for Badass Babes. And I am so excited for this episode. In this episode, I meet with Lee Kara, and she is such a beautiful, beautiful soul. Lee has been following me for quite some time already, and she's come to my retreat. She's come to some webinars I've been, done, some master classes as well. And she's just connected her and I, and she is just such a so full of light and love. Her entire thing is just tuning into unconditional love. And no matter what you're doing, she she's like a love coach essentially, not like a romantic love coach, but like a self-love coach. And it's so beautiful to see people being on this mission who are connecting to those energies of self-love because just love in general because sometimes we forget to love ourselves and this is something that has been coming up for me this week actually is I I had a really really rough Monday. Monday and Tuesday were fairly rough for me and I constantly I was giving 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 so much to so many people and holding space for so many people for my clients, for my friends, for my family that I just forgot to give hold that space for myself. And I was just completely depleted. I haven't felt this depleted in a very long time. All I wanted to do was sleep, like curl back up into bed. Granted, it has been a little bit colder in Chicago, so I, I always want to crawl back into bed. I'm actually leaving to Florida today and then to Mexico on Sunday. So I will, the next recording will be from Mexico and I'm super excited to share all the greatness and all the things that have been going on in my life as well. But I, this week was really hard and just connecting to that self-love, remembering that you come first because us, especially as women, I fall into this trap all the time that we give, we give, we give to so many people, but we forgive to give to ourselves. So making sure that you have a practice that is self-loving and a practice that is self-care as well, because at the end of the day, you are the one that matters most. If you give so much to your family, you won't have the energy to give to yourself remembering that your cup needs to be filled first. So how are you going to connect to that self-love and how are you going to connect to your inner being, your inner self? Because sometimes we just need that little push and need that little extra love for ourselves. So I've started a new morning routine, which I'm so excited about. I've been doing it for about a week now and it's been really allowing me to tap into my feminine and really allowing me to um, get everything out on paper, get everything out that I'm dealing with. If I'm going through a dark night of the soul, if I'm going through anything, and it really allows me to connect to that inner my inner being. So I'll wake up, I'll do some I'll do some meditation that is always my number one thing that I do when I wake up because it my your brain is a clean slate the first thing when you wake up. So having meditation and allowing yourself to connect to your higher sources, connect to your inner being, connect to your god, a universe, whatever you want to call it. Having that first thing in the morning while your brain is completely free of any mental fog, free of anything, I 
always meditate first thing in the morning. That is a non-negotiable. But now I've added in journaling and I've on and off been journaling for a long time. However, I've done it differently. Usually when I journaled, I would write my gratitudes. I would write like to-do lists. I would write things that are popping into my head. But now I do just conscious stream of thought. And I will continue writing for three or four pages, maybe sometimes five, depending on what really is going on in my brain, like how much I really need to get rid of either negative thoughts, negative emotions, um, things from the night, things from the day before, or maybe happy positive thoughts, maybe some manifestations. Like it doesn't all have to be negative. They could be happy positive thoughts, just a full stream of consciousness of what is on your mind, what is on your brain. Then after that, I will go into a tapping sequence. I will tap on what is what I wrote about. Sometimes it'll be those negative thoughts that and emotions that I'll be getting rid of. But sometimes I might just tap on having a great day. Today I tapped on tapping into my feminine more, being in flow more, tapping into my projectorness more. So I don't have to be hustling because that's something that also has been coming up for me lately with work. Is I I love work. I love serving the people that I serve, doing the things that I do, recording these podcasts, recording um, videos and doing so much. I absolutely love doing that, but it can be in a beautiful way that it doesn't have to be so masculine and so structured and allowing my team to take care of me as well and allowing them to schedule things for me when things need to be scheduled and this, and move and designing things when things need to be designed and just giving up some of that control like we do not need to be touch every single aspect of our business we can allow our teams to to flow a little bit and help us and support us because that's why we hire them to be that support system for us and that is um, something that I'm really learning for and that is part of that self-care for myself as well is allowing my team to help me guide me support me and protect me because I don't need to do it all alone and you don't need to do it all alone so figuring out that balance of what can you do and what your team can do and yeah really flowing into that what is what is your mission what is your self-love like how are you caring for yourself so you can care for other people as well so um, back to my morning routine so I'll do some meditating some journaling some tapping then I'll go into my gratitudes and these can be either written or via a voice note I've been doing them via voice notes because I've really been trying to expand my voice more recently I've I've talked about this before I've had a fear of public speaking for so long and just allowing that stream of consciousness again to come through but to come through through your voice like your voice is so powerful my voice is so powerful and allowing that voice to be a tool um, of support a tool of guidance and a tool of um, 
this is how you're going to help people as well. So having your gratitudes, having your manifestations come through in a voice clip, that is so beautiful, so powerful. And then you'll be able to listen back to it. And if you do have a fear of public speaking, you can re-listen to your voice and see where the cracks come from, see where the ums come from, see where you mess up. You don't have to post it anywhere. You don't have to record a podcast episode or do a YouTube video. This is just for yourself. For your practice as a human in general so you can be stronger and you can make these tasks stronger um, so that is the morning practice the little self-love that I've been giving myself um, for the last week or so and I'm going to continue doing this it's really gotten me to embody my feminine more because that's something that I've really been working on is just connecting to the feminine, connecting to the flow. So again, we don't have to hustle so much and just allowing things to come into your life because things should come easily. Um, Going back to human design, I am a projector and I've talked about this a little bit on this podcast. I am a projector and things are supposed to flow to me easily and effortlessly. I'm not meant to work long hours, but a lot of people they work like generators. They work like 70% of the population, that whole corporate America that, that constantly go, 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 go. So just finding that balance within yourself of what, how you are meant to work, what you enjoy doing, but also having that free flow of uh, enjoyment, of fun, that feminine balance, that whole masculine and feminine balance, maybe going out on a walk a little bit and connecting to that feminine being in nature. And maybe it's embodying dance movements and working out instead of going to the gym. Maybe you, your body is telling you to do some yoga or do some dance movements. So making sure that you connect to no matter what, you connect to that kind of self-love that you are deserving of that every single one of you deserves each and every day and I really hope this episode inspires you to connect to that self-love and connect to that unconditional love and I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode with Lee Kara and have a fantastic beautiful week beautiful souls and I will see you on the next episode enjoy this one with Lee Kara. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Spirituality for Badass Babes. Today, I have this beautiful badass babe, Lee Kara, who is a practitioner of unconditional love, oneness, unity. She's an empath and a beautiful spiritual leader and talker. So welcome, Lee. How are you? I'm doing well. You definitely got the talker part right. You definitely got the talker part right, for sure. Fantastic. So I'm going to start off saying, what makes you a spiritual badass? I would say that my spiritual badassery uh, really comes from that space within me where I am willing to keep a complete open mind about every single situation, where I try to view all aspects, like all perspectives, whether I agree with them or not, whether I think they're right or wrong, just having that open mind to everything that comes in, uh, just that alone will amplify your growth and, and, and speed it up so much. It's absolutely amazing when you can actually look at every side of something, or at least think that you do, you know, we have a lot of blind spots, but you know, if you're trying, then you're doing good. 
I love that. That's it's so true. We do have so many blind spots sometimes, but we do need to get inside, get in tune with that unconditional love, not only for others, but for ourselves. So let's start talking about unconditional love. So most people, and I've had this too, I did not know what unconditional love was until I started really looking inside of me and really feeling into what does unconditional love mean to me? What does love mean to me? What does wealth mean to me? What does abundance mean to me? And all of these different things started showing up in my life and showing me what one definition is versus the other. So what was your story with unconditional love? And you practice it, you teach it now, you live it. So how did you go about learning what this unconditional love really means and implementing it with your own clients as well? Yeah, I um, 100% the, the words, the semantics, the titles, the names that we give things tend to be limiting. We literally had a conversation right before we came on the air where Anya's like, what would you like me to introduce you? I have such a hard time with labels because in my mind, as soon as it becomes labeled, it's limited. So personally, I tend to stay away from them as I, I do this, I do that kind of a thing. But overall, the words that we use for things have meanings, whether we recognize it or not. When we say the word unconditional love, so many of us immediately lean into the love that we already know, romantic love, love with a partner, love with a family, love with a relationship. But unconditional love is none of those things. And yet it encompasses all of those things. Actual unconditional love, like universal unconditional love, means love without conditions, literally, just love without conditions. Now, when we think about our family relationships, of course, we think, well, if you treat me this way, then I will love you. If you are kind to me, then I will love you. If you, you know, gave birth to me, I will love you. Whatever your conditions are, everybody's conditions are different. Everybody feels differently about it. And when you say the words unconditional love to someone who is thinking of it from a relationship standpoint, you immediately tend to get pushback of, well, I need to have boundaries and I can't just let walk people walk all over me and you have to have conditions in love. And all of that is understandably true in many ways and yet can also be approached not from a limiting space, but rather from an expansive state, state in our personal relationships. But unconditional love in the spiritual sense is the recognition that we all share the same divine essence entity, creation, however you like to name the energy of God within you. If God triggers you, use a different word. It doesn't matter. I'm not the theology girl. I'm not the semantics girl. Call it Gaia, creator, source, call it Fred. It doesn't make a difference. As long as you're seeking it, it you've already found it. Unconditional love is recognizing that every single person that you run into, whether you like them or not, whether they are kind to you or not, whether they are awake or not, carries a piece of the exact same creator ocean that you carry. And so unconditional love is recognizing that. And when the, that other person that you don't know, and yet you know so intimately because you share the space of God within them, when they act out in a way that makes you upset, unconditional love is what you feel for them because you recognize it comes from pain. We share pain. We know what it feels like, even if you don't know what it feels like to have lived their life. So practicing unconditional love in your everyday life is really looking at every point, every interaction as an opportunity to 
namaste, to acknowledge and embrace the God light, the light in everyone else, as well as within yourself. Mm, so good. Can you give us some other practices where people can practice the unconditional love um, for both of themselves and others? Because I think there's a little bit of a discernment sometimes when speaking to unconditional love for oneself versus for others, because us as women, especially in most of my audience listening to this is women. So we, we give so much to our children, to our clients, to everyone else, but we're the last person to give ourselves that unconditional love. We're that last person and to fill our own cup because we're always giving to so many other people. So how would we practice both practices, unconditional love for yourself and unconditional love for others? Well, I, uh, I tend to lean into the simple and it's been this way since I had my awakening in 2012. I lean into the simple and I went from a space of hating myself and saying F you in the mirror to myself every single day in my 40s, I'm 51 now. So in my 40s, having this daily, a daily injection of self-hatred and self-loathing and being miserable every single day of my life. And uh, the simple message that I got, the unleash your light message that all of this stems from, the second step is to be nice to yourself. Like be nice to yourself. And it sounds very like kiss, very like uh, keep it simple, stupid. And yet, if you looked at your story from an outside perspective, like you were watching it on, I don't know, Maury Povich or Steve Wilkos or Jerry Springer, whatever show, whatever show your particular life fits into, uh, you know, maybe it's a little bit more along the lines of Oprah and you have a nice story. Maybe you're more of a Jerry Springer type with fighting on the stage, whatever works for you. If you watched yourself sitting on a stage telling your story as a healer, light worker, or whatever we like to call ourselves, our instinct would be to try to help ourselves. Our instinct would be to comfort ourselves, especially if we liked the person sitting there. If it was our best friend on the stage telling their story, you would comfort them. You would tell them you did the best you could. Or even if you didn't do the best you could, you did all you knew and you know better now. You can give yourself all the pep talk, all the, the cheering up, all the love. If you can literally separate your observer self from the you that has been done and said all the things that you hate about yourself, hate about others, can't stand, can't deal with, can't face, can't forgive. If you can literally step back from that, you would see yourself in a fully different light, which would allow you to then give that unconditional love that you would give to others through your healing work, through your whatever it is that, that you in particular do out there. And you would be able to see yourself through that same light. That barrier of self-love is literally one of the most intricately tangled things that we carry with us because it has roots going all the way back to the first time somebody looked at us as a baby and said, look how pretty you are or look how smart you are. And the words that they chose will literally create part of your tick tick, part of your issues, the vines will grow up from being told you're a pretty little girl or you're a smart little girl. From being told you're a bad kid to being told, I don't like it when you behave that way. Literally the choice of words can shift our own self-love 10, 20, 30, 40 years in the future. It's, it's a fascinating thing, but we, as the people who are awake, right? We have the ability to look at ourselves in self-awareness and 
through the eyes of love. If we can start to see ourselves that way, then that unconditional love for self does become the first thing. We don't have that same instinct to put everyone else first because we are just as important as all of the people that we surround ourselves with. That is a tough place to get to. <laughs> and and I'm I'm almost nine years into my my like spiritual journey. And like I said, I'm 51. And this is something that I still on a daily basis, have to self-correct, have to observe, have to pay attention to these patterns that come up where I am giving into that space in me that is not the most loving that I can be for myself. That's so beautiful. Thank you. So obviously doubts, worries, fears, um, all of these negative spirals of emotions that we're human at the end of the day, we're human. So they will come up for us no matter what. What are some of your favorite practices that the second you start doubting yourself, the second you don't feel like you're full of love at any time, at any point, like what are some of those practices that you turn to? Again, K-I-S-S, keep it simple, stupid. I love that as well. I teach a lot of that. So, but what are some of the actual physical practices that you do in order to snap yourself out of it? Because a lot of the times, like once we're going down an emotional spiral and all these negative things are popping up for us, we don't know what to turn to. And then we keep going back to the more negative emotional stuff because that's what we're familiar with. We know that where it's easy, it's comforting at that point to keep calling yourself stupid versus uplifting yourself. So how can someone that going through this emotional spiral, what are some simple practices that they can do to uplift themselves back up like really quickly so they don't spiral down into these negative emotions? Well, the first thing that I always like to recommend is self-awareness. And I mean self-awareness to an extreme level because most of us go through life on autopilot where we don't pay attention like if you've been driving somewhere and all, all of a sudden you're there and you don't really remember the car ride getting there. We will live our lives on this sort of autopilot, especially if we have a life with structure where we do the same thing day in, day out sort of a thing. This level of self-awareness, and don't anyone take offense, but I always liken it to, um, there's a, a, a dog trainer named Cesar Milan, and he's been around for like 20 years. He trains specifically pit bulls. He also trains other dogs, but that's been like his mission. And one of the things that he trains is as the owner, so if we as the observer are the owner of ourselves and we are also the pit bull. So as the owner, we have to recognize the signs of our own agitation. We have to recognize those spaces where we start to get hyped up or we start to feel ourselves going down a shame spiral or self-hatred or hatred towards someone else or anger or pain pushing outwards, whatever it is, we have to pay attention. And I always say, give yourself a physical reminder. Some people, you know, you've heard of like when they do like uh, quit quitting smoking, they'll have like a rubber band for Caesar Milan. He, he like pokes the dogs on the neck and makes a weird noise. If laughing or clapping or standing up and dance, whatever it is that can kind of say, hey, I'm doing this. I'm doing this right now to pay attention. You can immediately make a choice to behave differently. Now, it's not always possible because when those emotions take you, they take you. And especially if you're a person who says, this is just how I feel. I, I can't help how I feel, right? What we need to do is pay attention when we know that these strong emotions are happening. If you've gotten past the point of, I'm going to stop this before it starts with a little to the neck or whatever I'm doing, 
I want you rather than to pay attention to the thing that's happening, why that person is making you angry, pay attention to the actual feeling, the emotion, not the details, not the whys, who's, what, when's, and where's, the feeling of it. Because I would bet you that there is another person in your life, in your past, or another situation that gives you the same emotion, right? The same feeling. So if you can connect those two things, you may recognize I'm reacting on a 10 when I should be at a three because of this thing that happened to me 10 years ago. So then you can recognize I'm still mad at so-and-so from 10 years ago for throwing out my birthday cake in the office. So now if somebody is disrespectful to me at the house and threw away the half-eaten apple on the counter, I'm on a 10 when I should be on like a two or really a zero. To me, I don't care if you throw out my apple, but you know, that's just me. But it's literally just this space where we are paying attention to what we're doing and then making a choice to do something different. Because while we are human and we are animals and we are, are primal, we also carry divine within us, which gives us that space of choice and free will. And, and uh, I do what I want. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Whether it's for the good of me or for the bad of me, that spiritual space of us allows us to make the choice that brings our next thing. What we did yesterday got us here. What we did today gets us to tomorrow. So your choice and how you react to this thing that's happening will actually change what comes next in the story. So like you said, if you have a pattern where you do this over and over again, as soon as you choose a different action from your regular input of, of stimuli, the entire situation changes and it doesn't turn out the same way that it has the last 50 times that you've gotten to that point. And it's an experiment and it's a process and it's something that you recognize and do over and over and over again till you don't have to pay attention to it so closely because it comes automatically, you know, like a, any habit that you would make. This sort of behavior is a habit to, to lean towards and to grab, just like our pain, our anger, our, our bloated space of pain that's looking for a vent, right? Anytime that you, feel a type of way, the vent goes and the steam blows out and you know the, the whistle goes off and you're, you know, start spitting. You can drain that entire like steam vent and not have it be there all the time. If you can just pay attention to your own emotions, to how you react to others, to how others react to you and to supporting yourself through it, the last thing would be give yourself a break. It's okay if you mess up. Just like if your friend called you and said, oh my God, I messed up. I screamed and yelled. I threw a shoe across the room at Uncle Dave. What would you tell your friend? You would say, it's not a big deal. Uncle Dave knows you're like that, but why do you think you did that? And maybe you can look at it and, you know, I still love you and they still love you and you're still wonderful. You and you have to love yourself. I am so, so, so excited to announce that the doors to Abundant Badass University are officially opened. Yay, I'm so excited to have this university open finally. This is for the beautiful, beautiful Abundant Badasses who are ready to up-level their business and finally step into their true power in their business and in their lives. It is for the coaches, healers, consultants, and service-based providers who are finally ready to step into consistent 10, 20, and 30K 
months. This is going to work out for you. This is for the person who's done all of the courses, who's done all of the freebies, who has done the long sale pages, the challenges, and nothing has been working. This is for the person who's finally ready to step into their light, finally up-level the world and create a business that lights your soul freaking on fire. This is for coaches, healers, consultants, and service-based providers who are finally ready to up-level themselves and their business. This is a 12-month spiritual business incubator. This is not a membership. This is not a course. This is not a, a membership or any um, actual coaching container. This is an incubator. It's designed for all of the implementation, the hand-holding, the accountability, and to give you all of the support that you need to create your business and to get you to multiple six figures and beyond. This is open for a limited time, and it's for the people who are really looking to get to that next level in your business. I know you've probably been working so damn hard trying to get people to sign up for your programs, and it's getting you absolutely absolutely nowhere. You're probably living in some financial fear. You don't know if you're good enough. You have some doubts creeping in, but don't worry. This is where this spiritual business incubator comes completely and utterly in, um, in alignment for you. If this is something that you've been looking for and you're looking to finally get your business off the ground, finally start living the life that you've always been meant for and start living the life that you've always deserved, please join us. I'm so excited to have these beautiful, beautiful souls inside of this incubator. You could join us at anyahalama.com forward slash abu dash apply there is an application process i will be reaching out to you personally either myself or my teammate christina and we will get you aligned get on a call with you to make sure that it is the right incubator for you because i am having so many applications so many people talking to me i want to make sure that this is in the right alignment for everyone there is so much that goes into this incubator including a step-by-step -step, um, business tutorials there's a whole bunch of live classes that you get your spiritual routines, your practices. There's a membership area. You get templates, swipes, scripts included. There's a one-on-one -on -one component included. There's a weekly hot seat, a weekly um, mastermind, as well as a weekly uh, business energetics call, a weekly sales call, weekly guest speakers. And you do have me one-on-one -on -one monthly every single time. We have different topics every single week. It is absolutely stunning, and I cannot wait to have you in there. Again, join us. To join us, go to anyahalama.com forward slash ABU dash apply. The link will be in the show notes as well. And I will see you inside Abundant Badass University. You just have to sit in that space of paying attention and choosing your behavior. Beautiful. So similar to love, and I'm so glad that your last comment actually brought up, stirred up this uh, next question, is we are our own worst critics. At the end of the day, every single one of us are. 
And similar to how we keep filling everyone else's cup, but we don't fill our own cups, we also need to sit in forgiveness, forgiveness for ourselves. So how would someone go about, they like, they just keep forgiving, 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 and they forgive everyone else, but they forget to forgive themselves. How would someone go about forgiving themselves? Because that to me goes hand in hand with unconditional love. Like we can't fully love ourselves until we fully forgive ourselves for what forgive ourselves for not being the best for not um, not getting the next clients for messing up for not reaching 10k months whatever that is we beat ourselves up over and over and over again and if we keep beating ourselves up like then we're going into scarcity mode instead of that unconditional love and when is the next thing going to come when is this going to come and then you're a stressful ball of anxiety so what if someone um how would someone go about forgiving themselves because I believe that's the first thing that you need to do before you even start loving yourselves. And, um, and then I think like happiness and all of that afterwards, but how would someone go about, I'm sure it's very similar, go about actually forgiving themselves and sitting into those feelings of forgiveness before they could even love themselves. Yeah, that it's, it's difficult to do one without the other in both directions. Um, one of the things, and I just touched on it a little bit, that that feeling that you get when you're angry or when you're sad or when you're depressed, it's connected to something from your past. The things that we've been through create these roots that grow vines into every bit of our lives. So something as simple as, you know, when you're a kid getting shushed at the dinner table can grow into an issue where you constantly hear yourself saying, nobody listens to me anyways. I don't know why I bother telling people to do anything. Nobody takes out the garbage. Nobody helps me around the house. Nobody does what I ask them to in my, in my healing practice. I talk and talk and nobody listens. That literal, which I know we have all been through, can literally be connected to being shushed at the dinner table and told that what you have to say isn't important. And what we will do is the things that we say, we are saying things, not that we're saying things that aren't important, but we're kind of saying things that aren't important and expecting the whole world to stand up for us because it's not connected to my kids didn't take out the garbage when I asked them. It's connected to nobody hears me. I feel unheard. And so this doesn't seem like something that we should have to forgive, right? Getting shushed at the dinner table. And yet, what did we do to ourselves because of that one simple thing? How many situations have we either not spoken up in or spoken up in and then gotten mad that, we, that our advice wasn't taken? You know, how many times have we tried to have a conversation with someone and we now looking at it, recognize that we were with a gaslighter who was never going to listen to what we were saying. Now we're with that person, not because they're a bad person, but because of what our particular tick tick from the way that we grew up, we attract lessons. So we attract someone who triggers us purposefully. <laughs> like, and it doesn't seem like a very nice thing, but the universe does not work. And I'm gonna reward you by rewarding you right off the bat. Like they teach you through pain, they teach you through circumstance, they teach you through suffering. So really paying attention to these moments in our past that we can then connect to our present is the space where that forgiveness happens. Because a lot of the things that we are beating ourselves up for and self-sabotaging now are connected to something that we didn't have anything to do with. One of the examples that I use a lot is um, you're a five-year-old person and your parent, mother or father, <coughs> tells you, go clean your room. 
You go up to room, your room for two or three hours, you're four, you're five, you didn't clean a damn thing. You just played with your toys. Now you hear arguing downstairs between your parental units and they're screaming and yelling at each other. And one of them storms out the door. The I usually use the father, the father storms out the door. Then the mother comes upstairs and looks at what you've done in your room, which now looks 10 times worse than it did before because you've been up there for three hours not cleaning. And that the mother screams and yells at you. Now, the mother didn't say it's your fault that your father left. But as a four-year-old girl, knowing that daddy's not coming back, we will literally blame ourselves that daddy left because our room wasn't clean or because we didn't do what we were told. Now, this can then turn into 15 million different sorts of painful, you know, issues in our life, whether it's, I have to be perfect so nobody leaves me, or it's, why should I bother talking to anyone because everybody leaves, right? But all of that comes from a space where we blamed ourselves that our father left because we didn't clean our room. Now, as a grown up, we can look at that and think that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. And yet, how many of us are carrying a parent's guilt, a, a, an adult problem with us all the way from childhood? Those, that deep level of awareness, having empathy for your family without casting blame, and yet being able to recognize whatever it was that that happened through the eyes of love right through unconditional love seeing they would they didn't do it because they hated you they did it because they love you even though it felt like they hated you that space is where we find the forgiveness i do a show called healing through time travel that basically just talks about going back to that space forgiving yourself forgiving those who hurt you and then forgiving grown-up you for believing all that stuff and allowing it to hold you back um you know Forgiveness is very, very complicated and forgiving ourselves while it doesn't seem like it's more, like it doesn't seem like it would be more difficult, it really can be. When we look out in the world, we can see what other people are doing that makes us mad, right? We get triggered by whatever is out in the world. A lot of the things in our own life that we should be mad about, we aren't. Like at 51, the thing that I'm working on right now is recognizing how my people pleasing was actually abandonment and feeling the need for that love that I had not gotten, you know? And here I am at 51, still having problems making friends, you know, and, and dealing with, you know, like just overdoing for people, overgiving, like what you were talking about. And it turns out that so much of that is connected to the space of not having it as a child. It's literally that space of self-awareness that allows us the grace for forgiveness for, for self and others. And we do that through unconditional love and empathy. They're all connected and interwoven. That's beautiful. It really is because one thing is connected to the other. And I, I've noticed this on my own spiritual journey and my own healing journey. It's that a lot of the core wounds that were coming up for me all had to do with things that were your inner child, things that happened to me when I was younger. That's why a lot of the core things that I focus on in my teachings is that inner child healing, those wounds that came from my ancestors, that came from my parents, that came from my lineage, 
because that's what's really affecting me. And that's where we need to go into that shadow work and really focus on that unconditional love, forgiveness, forgiveness for yourself, forgiveness for your parents, forgiveness for everyone else around you. So what other final tips do you have? If you have three tips on how to either connect to self-love, connect to forgiveness, any kind of empath tips, we didn't even talk about this today, but that's a big topic for you as well. Any kind of tips and tricks that people can walk away from today um, and that could really connect you and start off their beautiful lives moving forward? Well, the first thing is don't take it so seriously. Don't take, no one gets out of here alive, okay? And maybe that sounds a little bit callous to say, but nobody gets out of this, this cycle alive. And yet there is no death, right? If we're an infinite, infinite, infinite energy, then there is no death. So we should be enjoying and having fun with this human body that is literally built for pleasure, for fun, for joy. And yes, it can suffer. And yes, there is pain, <clears throat> but there is an experiential gain through the suffering, through the pain. We learn to love more and to channel love more easily when we allow ourselves to go through pain. So that's the first thing. Don't take yourself too seriously. If you hear yourself beating yourself up, say something ridiculous. Put on the funniest thing you can find. Put on, say the joke that you're not allowed to say in front of company. Whatever it is that makes you laugh, whether it feels appropriate or not, just do it. Because laughter breaks up an energy, right? If you're sitting and feeling sorry for yourself, if you're sitting and feeling sad for yourself, if you're sitting and, and bitching yourself out, whatever it is, that creates this energy field that it is hard to move out of. No matter how quickly you walk, it tends to follow you. But if you laugh, if you bring joy to it, it breaks it up. The next thing I would say is question everything and question nothing. Um, everything that comes into your life, question the reason, look for the reason within yourself, but also when the crazy things happen, don't question them in that way question that they're coming, question that it's being said. Don't question that your own sanity. Don't question that this is not real because that's intuition. That's the voice of divine. I have a whole video on that too, is that space where the message and the answer comes to us, the synchronicities that we see. Question everything and question nothing, you know? And it's a very strange place to be in because you don't want to say, well, if you're hearing people's voices, why should you not question? Because that's an actual mental health problem. I get that. But if you're hearing a nudge to pick the right one instead of the left one, if you're hearing something in your head say, oh, that person's really sad because their parent just died, whatever, those things pay attention to, you know? Question them but don't question whether they are real or not. Allow them to be real and just move forward. And the last thing is to always be able to connect yourself to the divine energy of whatever you like to call it. And this is something that we don't, that I don't hear talked about enough. We talk a lot about, oh, we're gonna ground. Oh, I'm gonna hold space. Oh, I'm gonna, whatever energy stuff we do. But what are you doing for you to connect? Not to do for someone else, not to connect for that person. I've noticed a lot of the people who are leaders, the people who speak out a lot, the people who, who do a lot of these shows, literally saying they were told to sit and do nothing. And so many of us got the exact same message, me included, 
when you're in that space of doing nothing, you're actually not doing nothing. As you know, you're, ref you're refueling yourself. The thing that we forget is that we always have a constant connection with divine, always. It does not matter whether we are feeling sad or whether we are mad or whether our frequency is low or whether our frequency is high. We are always at the exact perfect frequency. It is the layers of human that keep us from vibrating at the, the, the space that we're actually at. It's like our human are the limiters on top of this perfect light body, which already has a limiter in a physical form to a point. Then we add on all of our emotional stuff. But I heard that from Bashar like a year ago about us always being the exact perfect frequency. And it's us, like our human garbage that keeps us from freely vibrating at that. So that's what I always try to focus on when I feel myself slipping, when I feel myself more often than not having to correct myself, having to pay more attention. I always take that moment to connect with divine, however it is that you like to connect, whether it's meditation, whether it's music, whether it's dancing naked in the moonlight, whatever the heck you like, make time for you to do that first. Put on your oxygen mask first, just like in the airplane. You know, you got to make sure that you are taking care of you before you start taking care of everybody else. Mm, that is so beautiful. And I think so many people are going to walk away with so many beautiful nuggets from that because we do really need to focus internally on us and then our high vibrations, our happiness, our joy. Like you said, our bodies were designed for this. And that's something that I preach all the time. We need to stop taking life so seriously and enjoy it. Life's about it being in joy, in happiness, having a good life, actually being happy. The, the, the secret to being yeah, yeah. happy is add more happiness to your right. life. It's just to be, just to be happy. It's one of the things I say, if you want change in your life, change your life. If you change want to life. be happy, then choose happiness. happiness. Yeah. It is a choice yeah. at the end of the day. That was beautiful. Thank you for that. So where can people find you? Where can they stay connected with you? Well, I have a website called unleashyourlife.org. Um, I'm in the process of organizing it. I think I've pretty much got the structure down. It's kind of more of a clearinghouse. So over my, the last seven years or so, I've done 200 plus live shows ranging from a half an hour to two hours plus. And I have many, 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 many of them on my YouTube, on my Facebook, but I'm also putting them on this website, unleashyourlight.org, I'll say it again. So there's literally uh, an image that says, if you want to learn to love yourself, click here. And the entire webpage is videos and blog posts and writings and images and memes about loving yourself. How can I learn to forgive myself? You click on that, it's an entire page with all of that. So I'm still in the midst of building. I wanna add in stuff from people other than me, but right now I have access to all of my stuff. <laughs> you know, so, so that's the main place. If you want to find, go to where that is, unleashyourlight.org. That's where you're going to find me. But I am on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on uh, TikTok. I do card readings, just a lot of fun stuff. Um, but you can find all that at unleashyourlight.org. Thank you so much, Lee. It was so beautiful talking to you. And thank you so much for all the beautiful unconditional love that you've held this, this beautiful space for us today as well. Thank you. It's been fun. It's been so much fun.
Thank you for listening to the Spirituality for Badass Babes podcast. I would greatly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart if you could support this podcast by subscribing and leaving a review. It would mean the world to me and it'll help spread the message of light and love that we are all here to share. For more tips and tricks on business and spirituality, join us inside the Spirituality for Badass Babes Facebook group.